We ready? We're rolling? Rolling. All right. <clears throat> well, welcome to uh, episode one, potentially season one, of the Weird Dads podcast. I'm Matt Shackelford, one of the hosts, with my co-host... Nick Marcarelli. Nick Marcarelli. Happy to be here. Dude, so happy to be here. We are coming to you live from Morning View, Swanee, Georgia, United States, planet Earth. Um, we North America. North America. Um, we live in Swanee, Georgia, which is outside uh, of Atlanta, and we love it. We wish there was better restaurants. We do. That's our only gripe. Just give there's, us some better restaurants. There's a couple others. Couple. Little ones. It's fine. There's a place you could get a couple little oysters from. There we have an, we have an oyster bar. We do. And, a seaside oyster bar. <laughs> in a in a landlocked city. Yep. Uh we got a lake. So which I don't think grow oysters. So Mm-mm. anyways. Uh we got a great first show. Uh we're going to find the agenda. We're going to find the agenda. We're, we're new at this. And, sli- and, and also, we're just, we're just not buttoned up. Nope. So, <clears throat> I want to talk about, uh, just really quick, first topic. I want to talk about um, HOAs. So, we live in a neighborhood called Morning View. Um, it's like, what, 1,100 homes. It's like a little city. Uh, within a city, so I think, I think the annual operating budget for our neighborhood is like a million dollars or something like that. Like it's it's it, big. It's pretty crazy for. I mean, we got landscapers that make more money than some other people, and and people who run the HOA. Like it's crazy. There's some big budget. This guy that runs around on a golf cart and like fixes signs and waters plants and. Delivers uh, notices of infractions. <laughs> like, uh, excuse me, sir, you, uh, you lot, you're missing one number on your mailbox. Uh, you're gonna get three warnings, or we're gonna start, <laughs> we're gonna start putting a lead on your home because of the letter on your mailbox. Um, you know, I got a letter for the new mailbox that they made me put in, <laughs> and they said it was dirty. It had mud on it. Please clean your mailbox. Just tell them you know where to find a hose. Send send golf cart guy over here to hose it off. Um, what are we paying for? But Morning View is an interesting place. Uh, it is a golf cart neighborhood. It is. Tons of people have golf carts. Uh, I think up. those I think those people are just the worst. If you have a golf cart, what is seriously wrong with you? Um, I have a golf cart. Uh, I'm getting a golf cart. You're getting a golf cart. Um, it's going to be great, but our HOA is like really, they are, they are intense. Let's to say the least. And part of me, I actually really like it. Like I actually like that they're super intense, but they, they, they fix in on a thing and they just take it to the furthest degree possible. So I'm getting to the point of what I want to unpack with you just quickly, because this is, this is interesting, but it's not that interesting. It's more of just like uh, a, a bit of an airing of grievances the here. But so we we're voting on, <laughs> and this is our HOA. They're, they're, they, they're, they created a motion to pass. Uh, basically, if you move into the neighborhood, you got to pay an initiation fee equivalent to one year's dues 
on top of your annual dues. Up to one year's dues. Well, no, if they, they choose. They decided. Oh, they, they decided did. it's going to be one year's dues. I was not at that board. Uh, it's actually in the emails. He doesn't read them. I don't read uh, them. <clears throat> nope. So I was like. And the money is going to go to a surplus so we could do better things in the neighborhood. And so I was like, that's... Like a, like a trailhead to the Greenway? Like a trailhead to the to the local park Greenway. Oh my God, that would be amazing. Super into it. Um, so it w- it's funny though because they have these signs <laughs> all around the neighborhood that say, vote yes for this amendment to the... HOA covenant it's not like they're not even I'm like why even have a vote when you're literally telling everyone to vote yes to the thing isn't like that, isn't that how it works though yeah, well you know uh stop the steal <laughs> uh Trump's to the president Trump. wait till August wait till August everyone's gonna flood the White House steps quick before they turn my mic off uh uh anyways so we go to pick up me and your wife go to pick up our keys at, to get to the pool yesterday, she she went like 15, 20 minutes after me. I didn't know we got them. We didn't know we got them. It's exciting. Uh, so they were like um, telling everyone, make sure – here's the voting. Here's the ballot. Make sure you vote yes. Continue on to get your keys. And I was like, I've already voted. I'm totally in favor of it. I'm like, let's surplus up the cash as much as we can. Um, and I don't have to pay for it. Like make that their problem. And And – your wife says that she gets there and she goes, well, I'm voting no because my husband said we're voting no. And, and the guy at the HOA goes, well, do you know what that means? Did he totally just, mansplained did her. He <laughs> totally mansplained her. It was amazing. And, she's, uh, she's the wrong lady to mansplain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got, a, she's got a high motor. And so she gets t- super pissed and – she goes, my husband told me to vote no, so I'm voting no. And the guy goes, uh, well, do you know that if you don't vote no, if you, sorry, if you don't vote yes, uh, everyone's dues is going to go up. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold the phone. I'm emailing Angie, the head of the HOA, because she did not tell us that our dues were going to go up. How do we vote no uh, on this amendment? And I'm like, so I got a bone to pick, but I want to just know – like, why? Why would you vote no over something like that? Like, it's a great question. It makes no sense. No, it makes sense. I don't like the idea of a a governing body. That's what we'll call the HOA. Having which is necessary. We need govern. We need government. Listen, it's fine. We can have we can have a little government. Pequeño. Was it Pequito? You know, go. Pequeño. Re- Pequeño? Pequeño. Pequeño. Pequito? No, pequeño. Small government. Small, smallish government. Go replaster my pool. Don't renovate the clubhouse bathrooms when they're fine. But they did that anyway. And they add another, add another water slide. Two water slides. One that little kids can go down to. Yes. With floaties. Here's an idea. Add another lifeguard. Maybe an adult. No, that's, Anyways. That's too big of a dream. Anyways. So I was, not in, I was not necessarily in favor, partially because we have friends moving in the neighborhood. And I didn't want this to get passed so quickly that they would have to be out. Well, we looked at the fine print. It's going to be enacted way past when they moved in. But additionally, I want good families to move into Morningview. 
It's let me tell you, it's not going to stop Good Families movie in the morning view. It might not. It's a tack on. It's but, a tack on. But tax. I put myself in the same place in 2016 when I moved here, when they had the vision for Morning View. And if I had to double that fee, I would have been like, "This stinks." You would have done it anyways. I would have done it, but I was empathetic. But I also wasn't paying four Empathy. trillion dollars for a house in this neighborhood. That's true. So, so what's another eight hundred fifty bucks? Tack it on. That's a fair point. But you know what? I'm just I'm looking out for I'm looking out for the families, man. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a bad take. I think you should I think you need to vote yes, which ultimately I, doesn't matter because I think it's going to be like I'm going to be the one guy voted. You're going to be like ten hundred ninety nine houses to one. That's true. Vote no. But you know, someone's got to be the opposition. Yeah, got to keep things honest. I had a marketing professor that once said, uh, uh, "Anyone can stand out, um, but you want to stand out the right way because you can fart in an elevator and stand out, but it doesn't mean it's the right way of standing out." So, oh, very good. Anyways, HOAs are fascinating. Let's move on. All right. So, segment. <laughs> next topic. Dad on the couch. So, this is a little segment we like to talk about our our shared experiences being dads. And all of our podcasts is typically what we like to talk about. It's the Weird Dads podcast, so we're going to talk about Weird Dad stuff. So, Matt. Yep. This week, or recently, might be more fair. What was, what was something that dawned on you as a dad is, is interesting, painful? Well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what got my goat. Is it that? Are you saying got my goat? Is it goat or goad? No comment. Anyway. I'm, I'm not going to comment. I'm, I'm, I'm actually not even sure. Can I comment? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Uh, you, should, you should watch our friend's podcast, The Vast Podcast, Vast.Faith Even though he's, he's not supporting this. Um, he's so against it. But we love him. He's the best. He's Jake, Jake Sweetman. He's very tall. He's very tall. Uh, anyways, uh, let me just tell you uh, what really got me was my my youngest son, who's four, loves to hop in our bed every night, and we created a pact to say, "Hey, buddy, if you're gonna hop in our bed, you got to bring your pillow." <laughs> and he goes through phases where he'll come in our bed one night and then not come in for a week, and usually it's like the middle of the night, and it's like sweet little cuddles, and it's like he's four; he's not gonna be like this forever. Um, and so. I guess somehow, like, uh, my old, him and my oldest son, who's almost seven, got it, like, woke up in the middle of the night the other night. It was like my nest was losing its flipping mind. It was so hot. It's so muggy and sticky in our house. Like, the air hadn't kicked on. These two savages come in at, like, 2.30 in the morning and just, like, basically, like, sleep on me like a human dog pile. And I'm like, what? on earth is happening like they're fighting my pillow they're like punching me in their sleep it's like that scene in stepbrothers or like trash in the kitchen and all that and i'm like i i i because they had already actually come in our bed Mm -hmm. that night and i moved them because my wife was gone and i was like y'all just get to sleep and they ended up sleeping in our room and i was like nope you're getting out of here move them back to their bed they share bunk beds and uh so then they went back to our room two thirty in the morning I tried to deal with it for like an hour, and I was like, dude, I'm so out. And I end up going to the guest room. Well, then this crazy storm happens at like 6 in the morning, and the boys wake up, and they come jump on me 
in the guest room. And I'm like, what on earth is happening? Like, can I just get a single night's sleep? Nope. Um, so I don't know if I'm the only one out there that deals with that. Uh, and look, I mean, I love the cuddles because these are fleeting moments, but my God. Well, regularity is a problem, right? So if it's like they commonly, maybe it's not every night, but they commonly come in and get their cuddles. Kids are creatures of habit. And creatures of something. They're not good habits, just habits, mostly bad habits. Yep, that's true. So, you know, we, we, we go through phases of this all the time. And, you know, my daughter came in, was scared, had some uh, bad dreams. And this was a few weeks ago, and she slept in between and proceeded to kick me all night. And I got about four hours of sleep. I was pretty grouchy that day. So you have to make the decision. Is their happiness better than your happiness? And their happiness should always come second. Not, <laughs> when, it, when it comes to sleep... Because ultimately, they're going to thank me for getting them out of that bed so I have a good night's sleep. That's right. But I would just was like, are you seriously joking me? Um, it was awful. Kids stay out of the bed. It's a life principle. Parents, mostly dads. And, and, and I'll tell you what else can stay out. Is I'm, I'm so over these carpenter bees. Like we, I, we just spent like an, like an ungodly amount of money last fall to paint our house we did like the chip and joe painted the whole house white kind of deal like we painted our whole house white interesting like magnolia um it's beautiful it's nice um it is nice looking i'm hoping like five years from now people still want a white painted house because you can't unpaint brick so you know It'll fingers probably crossed. Be, you know paint brick yeah well that's what we had before uh and and these freaking bees. carpenter bees are just like they're just eating everything. Tearing it up. Like, and I can't get rid of them. Like, I'm spraying them with carpenter's bee spray. I'm spraying with a hose. I got a pickleball paddle out, and I'm smacking them all with a pickleball bat. So, um, all 12 listeners. So, send in your suggestions yeah. on how to get rid of carpenter bees, because I'm flipping over it. We're, we're dads on Instagram. Send us a DM. Yep. We'll take a look. And I'm fine with murdering every single last one. I, I gave my boys a mandate. Like, I want my 100 Carpenter Bee Scalps. That's right. And I won't stop until I get my scalps. Well, that sounds um, violent. What else, man? What else do you well, want to talk about? You know, I think, you know, this podcast is uh, sponsored by this, this Pinot right here. Um, uh, we don't, we're not quite sure who it is. Barefoot wines. Less Bastidas. Paquito? Pequeño? <laughs> Pesquito. Tastes pretty good. Yeah, it's. I'm not a, always a Pinot guy. I like a good Pinot. Cab Sav guy. I'll tell you what, I got, I've actually gotten into a slight chill on the red wines. Oh, I love a good chill. Man, a good chill on a red wine is. A little like 65 degrees, just a little. And no one even knows what time of day we're recording this podcast. Nope. So it's probably ten a.m. Or, or ten p.m. We don't know. No way to say. So new segment. This new is segment. A new podcast. Questions no one's asking. I love need, it. That we need answers to. <laughs> they're, they're, if yes, Nick and Matt, like this is literally the summation of our lives. We are 
answering and asking questions that literally no one is asking. Literally uh, no one. Including yourself. But you're going to be thankful. You're going to learn something. That you're actually not going to learn anything. That we uh, somehow tried to answer in a really terrible way. So what's what's on your heart? <laughs> does does anyone know what a cherry is? <laughs> like we know it, we know it. It's a fruit, but it feels like a berry. But it's not a berry. It is a it pit. a berry? It it's a it's it got a, a seed. It's got a seed. It grows on a tree. It grows on a tree. Allegedly. I mean, that's what the song says. I mean, that's what George Washington, he cut one down. Cut one of the mothers down. Yeah, he did. Um, but we were just, we were, we were, uh, you pulled out some fine cherries earlier. And I was like, what is a cherry? Is it, it feels like a berry. And that cherry it, didn't have a pit because it, it was de-pitted. It's de-pitted. Um, is it made in the lab? No, it's not. It's just the pit's taken out. But like it's the size of a berry, mm-hmm. but it's not a berry. Nope. And then I'm thinking like, well, how else do we classify fruit? Because like what's an apple? What's a pear? What's a banana? What's an orange? Apricot. What's an apricot? What's a kumquat? Paquito? Paquito? <laughs> We're going to need some... Uh, uh, Weird Dads, sponsored by Duolingo. The what's a quant? We well, we're not going to get into that. Not not yet, at least. But like, it's a teaser. What's a what is a cherry? It's is it a berry? Is it a fruit? I mean, we know it's a fruit. I think it's but, more more like an apple. But what are the classifications of fruit? Again, who has stopped to ask these questions? And nobody. is there an answer out there? So, is there a biologist anywhere? <laughs> I'm I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a horticultural horticulturalist. Horticulture. My wife, my wife's grandfather was a horticulturist. Really? Yeah, he went to Harvard. No, studied that. He's he was brilliant. He's with the Lord now. Green thumb. Very green. Very good. Um, so we are also big, capital B, capital N nerds, big nerds, when it comes to cooking and food and restaurants and chefs. Passionate. Passionate. I, man, I'm into nerds. I, I think it's, I think the problem is we just need more nerds. We need people nerding out on stuff. We need to normalize nerd, nerdhood. Mm. We need we need to. Here's the is thing: that a, is that a protected group? Here's the thing: is that we literally need to normalize being a nerd. Uh, so we are super into cooking. We're super into food. We call when we cook, we call it labbing. Mm-hmm. Um, our wives are trying to appropriate that terminology of hey, like when you guys go lab, can you go lab this? And and obviously we swiftly we swiftly sweep the legs on that Johnny. Rebuked. Uh, so we're, but we're into cooking. So, bro, like, what are you cooking? Like, what are you, what are you vibing on lately? In in the lab, what are you cooking? What are you, what are you experimenting with? So lately, I've been appropriating Asian cuisine mm. and um, doing some experimentation around. You're you're a big Asian cooking guy. Yes, I, I love Asian cuisine. Pan Asian. Sure. <laughs> Korean, 
Japanese, Chinese, I, Thai. I, I love it all. I mean, we we, Pan, sh- we shared a Peking duck. Pan Asian. We did. We went and had Peking duck last and Friday. It was, it was it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> we wanted more crisp on the skin. We did. It wasn't everything we hoped it would be, but um. Yeah, I mean, Asian cooking is hard. It so, requires a lot of finesse and thought. And uh, so I've been working with taking a crab ragoon cool. and making it not nah. crab. I actually, I like the uh, the smoked salmon variety. AKA, that's literally all we could find. Because, you know, lump <laughs> crab's like $400 a canister. In the black market. So it's stuck on a shipping container outside of Long Beach. But you can, for like $9, you can get this beautiful smoked salmon that is very tasty and you can make your own filling and then wrap that sucker up in an egg roll like thing and deep fry it to all hell and it it's comes delicious. Out. Man, it's delicious. So we obviously made It's them. like a Philly Rangoon. Philly Rangoon, yes, that's correct. We made them, they were really awesome. Yep. I made them for my my sister in law and her husband. And they were you know, I would they would say they're not very adventurous. They thought they were insane. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm two for two. And this podcast is sponsored by Philly Rangoons. By Philadelphia cream cheese. <laughs> it's actually Tillamook cream cheese. Mm. Don't buy that Philly stuff. We love the Tilly. Tilly, so good. Not we're, sponsored by Tilly soon. But but hey, I want to let you know, Tillamook, I went and visited your facility in 2014 before you were in every grocery store here in Atlanta. I've been a fan since day one. So if you want to sponsor this pod. And I wanted to go, but I'm not going to Oregon. Yeah. Y'all crazy. It's beautiful out in the ocean. Yes. Um, that's dope, dude. What about you? Uh, well, we did some chicken al carbon tonight. We did do that tonight. Uh, it was a 24-hour marinade on that thing, and you did homemade tortillas, which were banging. See. Homemade uh, rice and beans. Not pequeño. Which were fire. Not paquito. Uh... Yeah, those, and then, uh, dude, uh, scrambled eggs. Scrambled like, eggs. I've been trying to get, I've been, uh, I've of been the, actually. Of the French style? I've or? been actually deconstructing how I handle eggs, and I'm trying to get back to its truest form. Um, Question everything? I'm trying to, I'm trying to get down to the elemental building blocks of, of, of eggs. So, omelets, scrambled eggs. Uh, I re- I've been watching the Julia Child or a show on HBO Max, which is fire. Um, so I was inspired to do that. Just hot pan, some brown butter, mm. egg, little salt, little pepper. For the scrambled eggs, I did a little sprinkling of cheese. Ooh. You get that, that pan screaming hot, turn the heat, dump the egg in, cook the egg off the hot pan, dump it on a plate, eat it. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It sounds too simple. It's it is so simple, um, and and as most good things in life are, they're they're very simple. So, uh, I'm looking forward to unpacking more of the things that we are we're vibing out on in the kitchen and the restaurants and and uh, and whatnot. So, um, this week has been a we had a little leak, a little good leak. There was a little, there was a Supreme Court leak. Ooh. Even bigger. Uh, about roe, not of the salmon variety that you would find in a nice, <laughs> a nice wonton, <laughs> deep fried wonton. 
Um, but Roe versus Wade. Oh, shifting gears a little bit Easy. here. Easy. Um, That's very serious. It is very serious, but also very weird. It is so, weird. <laughs> and you can't help but be involved about in Roe versus Wade unless you're a dad. That's right. It takes it takes dads. It takes dads. To do so that. it's right up our alley. So uh, you have some you have some spicy cayenne pepper takes on that. Peppers. Um, yeah, I think you know. There's a you know. I'd say I've personally been on a journey of. For the record, I've never been into uh, killing babies because that's that's a good thing. That's kind of. I don't know, not representative of being kind and loving and human. So, but I never let it drive my political... Voting and whatnot? Yeah, ideology, right. So, over the last year, though, I've noticed a trend where it's, it's not simply do I believe in women's rights, which is a crock. Easy. You know, I, I know. You're but mansplaining. I am mansplaining, and I'm and I'm happy to go there. I think there's I think there's a world where we have to consider when the Supreme Court goes. We think we should overturn this thing that's been around since you know the '70s. From a federal standpoint. From a federal standpoint. Turn it over to the states. Turn it over to the states, which you know again is not the end of the world. Which is the way that our republic is designed to be. Absolutely. Because if you don't like what your state represents, you can move to a new state and still That's stay right. in America. You can it's, move. It's actually quite beautiful. It's a sure. great system. If it was a different topic, it might be uniquely beautiful, but it's not. But there will still be some type of representation. The idea of states having autonomy is beautiful. Yes. Just to clarify my take. Fair enough. <laughs> I would I would not you know take it any other way. So I think there's there's an interesting trend right now when you look at you know people of influence media out there. You know a lot of people are against this, right? And uh, they go, no, this is a this is a rights issue, and this is three steps backwards, and we're we're looking for equality. And what I've noticed that the the issue of um, harming unborn babies mm. is now being tied to... Well, killing. Killing. Yeah. It's fair. I'm sorry. My, my PC's <laughs> kicking in. Um, it's being tied to, well, if this goes away, then all the other representation that we fought so hard for in the last three years will go down the toilet with it. There's a mm. fear-mongering around it that's that's interesting. That, you know, we live in a country that allows you to be anything you want. Listen, you you want to love a shoe? You want to call that shoe your, your spouse? We may not have a federal statute to make that okay on a tax return, but you can love that shoe. We, like, we, we live in such a unique which I don't Which I don't agree with. No, it's weird. It's totally weird. Uh, but that's another episode. It's another episode. It's another thing to unpack. If you want to unpack that more, the Vast Podcast does a great job of that. They do. So, And it's worth a great listen. Um, but I think, I think it's – what I think is interesting is that everybody that's focusing on like the rights of others and not even really around the rights of themselves or the rights 
of deceased babies. When do children get rights? Right. And when does that kick in? You know, uh, I, I guess it's you know at first breath, but I mean, I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think that's an honest thing. And so when I see a bunch of people, you know, restaurant owners or you know celebrities, chefs, actors, I'm like go make a movie. Right. We're not, we're not, we're not here for your opinion on that. Go do your art thing. Go, go build your restaurant. Or, or if you want to have your opinion heard on this subject, then you need to allow for the whole scope of opinions and viewpoints and dialogue. For sure. To happen without slapping the bigot label on somebody. Yeah. I mean, have some integrity in discussion. And I think that's the, that's the biggest thing is that like, um, all the issues that plague our world. Mm-hmm. Like, does really any of it matter if we kill ourselves and our species before they even get a chance to become a woman with woman's rights? Because I'm pretty sure we kill a lot of women babies in the womb. We do. So what about those women's rights? Oh, uh, well... We haven't thought about that because we're not having, you know, a conversation based on integrity. The reality is my wife wouldn't be here if her mom followed the directions of, of mm. her physicians. And I've met tens of people that have a similar Tons. scenario where the recommendation of the consideration of an abortion would have been the non-creation of their life. Which would be pretty horrendous. And we believe that we believe in the Bible. We do. And we believe that we believe what the Bible says is true because the Bible has been uh, not only historically proven as true, but also it's true in our personal lives. And we've seen that truth come to fruition. And the Bible says that God knew us before we were being even knitted together in our mother's womb. Right. So prior to even conception, God knew us. So if he knew us then, then he certainly knows us as soon as we're conceived, as soon as we're developed in the womb, and as soon as we're birthed. Uh, And so, yeah, I think, um, look, I think it should never have been a federal issue. It should always be a state issue. And states can can leave it up to themselves and if you don't like it one way or the other you could choose to leave that state sure um but i think i think we're better off i mean <clears throat> sociologists and way smarter people than us that who aren't even christians have proven that the more population you have the more productive humanity is and the more, not less, there are of things. Because I can't, get, I can't get passionate about the environment or the rights of dogs unless there's enough people to do all the other jobs that are required in a society. Like a country of 500,000 people versus a country of 350 million people they're not going to have the same luxuries to pursue such ideas mm-hmm. if they don't literally have the labor and manpower to do those things. People, so, people power. 
people power. So when we've talked about that, like abortion has killed 600 million Americans and there's 350 million Americans alive, like imagine the possibilities and the things and the, what our country and world could look like had those people not been wiped off the face of the earth. For sure. But also consider that if we took a similar stance with um, dogs, it'd be considered animal cruelty. Uh, imagine, imagine a dog abortion video on YouTube. You want to talk about getting canceled? All right. <clears throat> we'll leave it with that. <laughs> so, lighter notes. Yeah. This pod is, man, we're going to talk about, we're, we're weird, we're dads, we're going to talk about a weird mix of subjects, but like, we're weird because we're interested in a bunch of these different things. For sure. And this is how our conversations in real life go, especially with our friends. We go super deep, and then we go like, super stupid. Random. Like, talking sports, talking food, talking whatever. Sandwiches. Sandwiches. How to cook an egg. So, we had a draft. NFL draft. NFL draft. Last week. Not a military draft. No, not yet. So, you're you're a big Falcons fan. um, You're recovering. (laughs) Recovering Falcons fan. uh, You're on my mind a lot. (laughs) Um, But also, you also cheer for winners. I cheer, I cheer for stories, I cheer for coaches, <laughs> I cheer for players. So. For money lines. Yes. <laughs> Just a few. <laughs> so the Falcons, you know, they, they had some draft picks. Yeah. Which was great. We, um, sh- we shipped off Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is off to a better place. Hopefully do some winning for a few years. Thank you for your service. Um, I'll go on record and say Hall of Famer. I think so. I think many people would dispute that, but he's been pretty good. I think you would want Matt Ryan in your Hall of Fame. I think so, too. Like? Productive. Good teammate. He's literally everything you could ever ask for in a quarterback. He's a, he's a couple bad breaks away from winning a Super Bowl, That's which right. would have been as many as Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers won, who are locked down Hall of Famers. 25-point advantage, but we don't even talk about it. So... What do you think it's about It's already Falcons? been said. Yeah, it has. What do you think about the Falcons draft and some of the selections they made? Uh, man, I thought they did a great job. Uh, there's a couple picks I scratched my head about, but I'm like, giddy up, man. You have literally no talent on the roster, so sometimes you got to just pick athletes. Uh, you needed a wide receiver. I, I, we needed a wide receiver. Uh, Calvin Ridley. Uh, man, the balls on that guy. To sit out for mental health and then to put a little scratch on the old home team, <laughs> get a little little double I mean, dipping, uh, an eighteen parlay. <laughs> I, we still don't know if he hit on the parlay. The parlay? <laughs> we, I want to know. These are the things that we want to know. Uh, but anyways, yeah, they took a big old, uh, big body physical receiver out of USC. I thought that was great. Um, Best player available at the time didn't didn't reach, and then um, they needed a quarterback, sure, for at least for competition and to see what what could happen. Um, a serviceable backup. You got Marcus Mariota, 
So you know things are going to get weird. For sure. Like, dude, dude's going to play like 10 games. He's a big communicator. He, he, he's, <laughs> he's nonverbal. 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 Uh, so they went ahead and took the Marcus Mariota clone um, deep in the third round. Desmond Ritter, who some said it had, was the best quarterback. Most people don't like his arm. I think for me, I liked it. I think um, Cincinnati, right? Yeah, I think um, Atlanta has proven with this new staff in front of, front office that if they're in a position to get an even better quarterback next year, they'll go for it. Sure. I think my biggest fear is he's good enough, and like they're like, okay, let's roll with him for a couple years. Sure, like let's turn him into the next Tannehill. Or like, Jalen Hurts. Or Jalen Hurts or Dak. Ooh. Like, and, like, he's just good enough to, like, to pay. But, like, you don't, like, he's Kirk Cousins. You know what I mean? Like, so what I don't want him to be is just good enough. I want him to either pop and be amazing. And he really has a four-year start at Cincinnati. Like, he should be popping first year. Yeah. Like, to me, like, bro... If you start at least six games and I don't see a trajectory of, of pop, taking like the, taking the next one. But you know, the worst thing I think that could happen is like he just sends us into into middledom. <laughs> uh, and I think it's an interesting way of like how do we perceive quarterbacks? Mm-hmm. How do we look at quarterbacks? How do we build rosters? Um, what's the value of quarterback? Um, and I think I think everybody in the league did the right thing by holding on quarterbacks this draft. No one reached. Um, Pittsburgh took Kenny Pickett in the first round, and really, that's which is fine. He's in their building right now; like they already know the kid. So, um, low floor, high uh, high floor, low ceiling with him. So, I'd love to talk about quarterbacks at another day. How 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 we perceive quarterbacks, and um, because I don't, I think the way we perceive quarterbacks is not fully true in the data. I think the data tells a different story of how we how perception is of quarterbacks, but we can unpack that at a later date. We're running out of time. We're getting there. <clears throat> People are turning us so, off in their car. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna end the, the show with a little segment we call Life Plan uh, because we believe if you're gonna go and do anything any, anything in life, you have to have a plan. That's right. And you have to have a life plan. You do. Um, you have to have a plan for your life. So this is kind of where we talk about random stuff in our lives. Uh, so you're looking at – you just made a, a purchase. I did. A life plan purchase, and you're looking at making another life plan purchase. I am. You don't care what's happening. You don't care if we're going right into a recession nope. and going short in cash. Nope. You're, you're making life plan purchases. We're, we're having a good time. We're having a great time. <clears throat> Giddy up. No, I mean, I think... What'd you, so what'd you buy? What'd you buy and what are you looking to buy? So after, um, you know, we'll bring pragmatism into this because, you know, dads need to be pragmatic. <laughs> it's literally our middle name. So I was driving... Dag- Dagmatic. Dagmatic? Dakmatic? No. No. Dagmatic. Bikini? <laughs> Bikini? <laughs> it's tiny. Bikini. <laughs> So I was driving a um, a very old 
Toyota Highlander, which is... There can only be one Highlander. (laughs) Which is the essence of manhood. It's the essence of pragmatism. (laughs) Oh, six. Almost 300,000 miles. Man, those things go. I... It could have ran more. I should have kept it. They're the Manu Ginobili of, of crossover SUVs. You need a sip of water, bud? <laughs> no, I like the rasp. <laughs> it gives me a little bit of... They're the Manu Ginobili of... <laughs> yes. Like, they have a receding hairline and they go until... They, they just go, go. Until their 40s. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, I, uh, I purchased a 4Runner, which has been... Man, that's a life plan. My envy and dream for many years. And then our, our good friend bought one a couple years ago. <clears throat> he did it without talking to any of us because he's a big talker. Yep. Shout out. And um, my heart was crushed. Absolutely crushed because I was like, I thought I had a four, a forerunner life plan. He but, usurped your plan. But he, he had a life plan that he didn't tell anybody about. He, has, so, he had a plan of action. He did. Um. So once I got over it, I was like, it's okay. We can be forerunner cousins. So that was the plan for a long time and finally pulled the trigger a couple weeks ago. And you going to make some mods to it eventually? You know, I might do a little lifty, put a little rack on it on top uh, so we can put firewood when we go camping. That's the dream right there. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, and then, you know, next on the list, you know, lady wants a golf cart. Got to have a golf cart plan. And in this neighborhood, we already talked about the golf cart. Got to have a golf cart. So we're going to pull the trigger on a golf cart. And I love it. We're going we're gonna to do a couple things this year, and then we're going to buckle down for the next 10. <laughs> we're going to buckle until next year, until you get a bigger life plan. That's so, right. Um, we covered it all. That's what we're going to do in Weird Dads. Many things. Uh, a little bit of... Little bit of a little bit of sweet, a little bit of spicy, a little bit of salty, a little bit of sour... You know, a little bit of umami, a little bit of everything for everyone. Um, so we want to thank you for tuning in. If you made it this far in our first episode, uh, come back for the second episode. Who knows what we'll get into. But, uh, it may be shorter. It, 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 it could be weirder. It could be real weird. It could be weird. So uh, Signing off. Signing off. We'll see you next time. Later.